That which is not good for the hive is not good for the bees. This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast with me, your host, Austin Yoakum. On this episode of the podcast, we have Eric Bocciardi. Eric is a student in neuroscience and psychology who was sent my way via previous guest, Grant Fowler. When a couple months ago, he posted about the Fisher-Wallace device, which if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm a huge fan of. And on this podcast, Eric gives us tools, supplementation, and advice on how to improve our mental health. He covers the Fisher-Wallace device and a bunch of other supplements we can take to really dive into the cognitive performance and outlook on our life. This podcast got pretty deep into the weeds and supplementation and dosages, and I hope it's a great resource for athletes and coaches alike on these topics. As you hear us discuss on this podcast, supplementations and some of these tools are really not going to be the end-all be-all answer. It's not going to cause or cure any trauma that we have. It's not going to replace therapy. It's not going to replace any SSRIs or antidepressants that we're on. We really want to dive deep into some of these tools that we could experiment with if we are struggling with our mental health, or we just want to hedge up on our cognitive performance in sport, which is a huge aspect. If you are in the skill acquisition world, if you are in the sporting world, taking care of your brain, taking taking care of the thing that runs your body, which, which really isn't talked enough about in the world of sports performance. We talk about sets and reps, we talk about squats and bench press, and we really ignore the thing that runs everything. So I hope you guys got as much out of this podcast as I did. I hope you guys get your pen and papers ready. There's going to be a lot of specifics here that we dive into. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for the continued support of this podcast. Keep chopping wood. Before we hit the intro music, I wanted to introduce to you guys the Yoakum Strength Insider. The Yoakum Strength Insider is our online training platform that takes all of the ideas that we talk about on this podcast and implements them into a program that is available to you at the touch of your fingers. Our goal with the Yoakum Strength Insider is to create better movers, to level up your life, and to move forward from where you are. We do this in a holistic fashion. Not only will you receive a program that has helped hundreds of people become better movers, you'll also receive access to our app that allows you to track everything, has video links for all exercises, and allows you to be in constant communication with a Yoakum Strength Coach. Along with this, you'll get our 30-page PDF Nutrition and Lifestyle Guidelines. That includes everything from what to eat, how much of it to eat, why we're eating it, meditation habits, and other lifestyle habits that we implement with our clients to really level up their lives. If you're interested in trying out one of these programs, use Podcast 25 in the discount section right before you pay for 25% off your first program. Boom. This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast. Take the leap down the rabbit hole with us as we interview elite level guests to unravel what high performance really is. All right, well, Eric, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you so much, man. I, it's honestly an honor to for to be on here and spread, you know, my message and and just talk to you, man. I appreciate uh, you asking me on here. Yeah, we've been just BSing for the last 20 minutes about psych and and all the kind of we could have just recorded then and had that 20 minutes be on the podcast. But <laughs> I thought um, we were live, to be honest with you. But. <laughs> yeah, he was giving all his best content. There, it's like, damn, dude, you didn't even hit record for me. <laughs> um, so I saw your, I saw your, uh, I've been posting about the Fisher Wallace a couple times now. Um, and I saw that probably three or four months ago on your page, and that's what really got right. me interested. Grant Fowler reposted you. I was like, okay, like dive into this guy's stuff and. You're massive into the psych world, big, big time in the psych. You're doing mental health tips. You're doing supplements on it. You're doing some out there things like the Fisher Wallace thing and the, the methylene blue and and all, all of these aspects into the brain. And then we talk in the sports world, like I talk all the time on our podcast, but we talk about front squats versus back squats versus unilateral lifts yeah. versus Olympic lifts. And it's like, man, none of that matters if like up here, up in your head is not right. right. Um, and having that in order is not right. So I just like to talk to you about that today and how you got into the world of the brain, into the world of psych, because I'm massively into it. And everybody I know that's massively into the world of psych usually has something going on in their brain and that's why they're into yeah, it and they no, want to fix it. Was, and they want to solve yeah. it. So how'd you get into the world of psych? I mean, you're absolutely right, man. Um, when I was younger, you know, I've always been an emotional kid, you know, playing soccer. I'd, if someone scored on me, I swear I would yell. I would start crying like on the field. That was just me. Like I wanted to win. Um, and so that kind of carried over whenever we 
we moved from Orlando, Florida to Texas. Um, and, you know, I had been at the same school my entire life. Um, so it was easy for me. Um, and then moving to a new school was just hard. Um, I wasn't used to like this whole, dude, you got to make new friends. Um, you're new to it in like a whole new environment. So it, it hit me hard. And I think for a while, I just, I knew I was struggling, but I didn't know what it was, to be honest with you. Um, not until about sophomore, junior year of high school, um, did I start really recognizing like, okay, I am like deeply depressed, man. Like I, it, I can't seem to find any, you know, real friends. You know, I, I don't want people to have pity on me. Obviously I never want that. Um, cause it's like, I had friends, you know, but to find like real, like true friends who are always going to be there for you. I always seem to struggle with that at that school. Um, and so I think about junior year is when I attempted to take my life. Um, and I attempted about several times. I never really uh, finished the task, obviously, but, uh, and there had been multiple nights as well where I would just pray to God, like, please, God, don't let me wake up the next morning. You know, like, I don't even want to live anymore. Um, and I think a lot of that stems from me just being an emotional human being in the first place. You know, I wasn't like bullied and shoved into lockers my entire life. Um, and so that's kind of what made me wonder, like, dude, why am I, why am I struggling with all this like depression and suicide? You know, all the books I read, you know, if you go back to Freud, you know, it stems from your childhood and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, my childhood was fine. <laughs> I didn't have a, like, my parents are amazing parents. Um, I didn't have any, like, traumatic experiences. You know, I've, I've had friends who, you know, I lost um, a family friend who committed suicide when I was, when I was really, really young, but I didn't feel like it impacted me at the time. You know, I think it, it hurt, but it didn't seem to be, like, a huge impact on my life. Um, I had another friend who lost his, his sister at five years old at, you know, of a brain tumor. And so I think maybe those things sparked something in me, um, but I can't pinpoint anything. I mean, I, I always felt like for you to be depressed and suicidal, you had to go through this, some traumatic experience, you know? Um, but what I posted, you know, the other day is like, stress and all these other things is really like how you how you perceive it right like someone might handle a death a lot easier than you um they might handle certain stressful situations easier than you um and so i really started getting into like dude why like what's going on in my brain like what's going on up there <laughs> something's like not right so it kind of sparked a little bit of interest for me um, I've always been a fitness dude. And so I think at first I was like, you know, let me try this, this trainer route. You know, I absolutely hated it. I, I don't, I do not like training people. I always tell Grant, um, Grant that I don't like it, but I've always been intrigued as to how, how the mind works, um, how the brain works, um, and just mental health in, in general. It seemed like, you know, once I opened up about my struggles, like so many people, you know, came to me, like people that I wouldn't even expect in a million years to have, you know, struggles in life. Just if you look at their Instagram, right. Cause you know, Instagram's kind of a highlight reel, but you look at their pages and you're like, dude, that guy has a perfect life. And then they, they've opened up to me and they're like, dude, I struggle a lot. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, you're not alone. Like, I'm not alone. Like, there's so many people in this world that are struggling with the exact same thing that you are struggling with. Um, and I was, you know, I was blessed with the opportunity to, to speak on stage at my old high school. Um, that was like the one of the very first posts I posted about my page. Um, and, you know, I spoke to my high school about, you know, my journey. Um, 
in, you know, wanting to commit suicide. And then I think after that day, after speaking to like 300 kids, I was nervous, but afterwards it felt like the most incredible thing. Um, and I, after that, I, I knew I was like, okay, this is, this is for sure. Like the route I want to take, like now, now I know, um, hundred percent positive. And so I went back to school, man. Um, I'm almost on my junior year. I am 23. So I'm definitely like one of the older people in there. Um, I went to school when I was 18, but you know, I dropped out, I had my first panic attack at 18 and I had no idea what it was. Cause when I was depressed and suicidal, I never had like panic attacks, um, so to speak. Um, but when I, went, when I went to college at Berlin, I, I broke down a few times. And so I was like, man, this is not the route for me, at least right now, you know? Um, so I worked for a little bit, tried to figure some things out. Um, and then now I'm back here, uh, trying to take or get a bachelor's in psychology, hopefully, you know, taking pre-med classes, you know, with the hopes of either doing med school or going the PhD, the counseling route. Um, and, you know, like we talked before, I'm, I don't like have like one area that I am so focused on, like, I am perfectly okay with going the psychologist route or sports psychology or, you know, basic mental health counseling for, you know, for everyone. Um, so it's kind of, that was like a 20 minute spiel, but that's kind of where I got today and creating my page and just want to keep spreading the word, man, of helping people and really just helping people realize that they are not alone. There's, you know, there's so many people that are struggling with the same stuff. And so the best thing to do is to open up to people and talk, talk about it. Yeah, exactly. There's so many parts that I kind of want to go with there. But the, the one of the biggest things is the you're not alone piece and talk about the, the opening up piece, because that was a big thing for me is like, I, I have a it's very similar kind of background, like, always struggled with it. Um, but I always kind of kept it down, especially like when you, when you, you had success in sports and success in like other aspects of your life is like, you want to hide it even more. Cause you don't want to show like, it's, it's like right. that weakness piece. Weakness, um, right. And then, and then you start to talk to, you talked, you talked about how you were starting to talk to people, especially when you open up, but it's like, oh, it's almost like the more successful somebody is, it's almost like the more fucked up they are. Like you talk to these people that are like every single one of my mentors, I like talk to right away. I'm like, man, this guy's figured it out. This guy's figured it out. And I started to like, look at it. I'm like, Oh, like, oh, what's that piece? Like, where's that? I'm like, oh, that's what they're struggling with. That's that's their issue. That's where they're struggling. Yeah. That that's some of their their, their background. And like, okay, so like, it's all like we're we're these. I call it like we're all idiotic apes, but on this earth, and like we're all emotional. We're all like super selfish. We're all trying to figure it out. And there's not one person out there that just like there's no Jesus figure on our earth that has like it figured out right now. You know, like we're not looking to somebody yeah. like that person has it all figured out. Doesn't mean you can't take pieces of knowledge from everybody, but that that was a trap that I for sure fell in. Is like I. I felt so ostracized because I would look at somebody like that had that was above me or that had that had a leadership quality that had that was, was kind of had it made in life and you're like okay mm -hmm. that person hasn't made like why am I so messed up that person hasn't made they figured it out and then you talk to him you're like oh no they don't they don't have it figured out that's that, like we're all normal on this like normal by being all fucked up kind of and your perspective totally changes man once you really understand like everyone's going through something like you're not you're not the only one that's struggling over here. Um, and it takes time, you know, it's not like you wake up one day and you're like, Oh, like, I understand this. Like my perspective's totally changed. Like it took me a long time for me to start realizing like, okay, dude, I'm not alone in this. Like everyone's got their own problems. Um, and I, obviously you don't want other people to have their own problems, but you know, you find a little bit of comfort in that, obviously, like, you know, so I think your, your perspective definitely switches over because um, you definitely you don't feel as alone as you did when previously when you were depressed and, you know, high anxiety and, and even suicidal. So and you, you keep mentioning perspective and perception of stress, perception and perspective of your life um, and of these issues. How have you worked on that yourself to be able to kind of get out of that or and just build up your your perception of things? Or maybe it's just understanding that you're a little bit more sensitive to the um, 
perception of things and perception of stress. How have you gone about that process of kind of not fixing in a sense, but working on that process? So it's not um, every small stressor in the world triggers a panic attack or triggers a depressive episode, or um, maybe it's just becoming more educated on the aspect of like knowing yourself and understanding that's what you're feeling and why, but how have you gone about that? Yeah, I think you nailed nailed it on the spot in that last one. I think it, it definitely can come down to just knowing yourself. And and again, like I've said before, it doesn't, it's not a one week thing or a day thing. It, it might take you years to kind of understand um, and change your perception on things. And it's hard, you know, I, I work, I literally work, I try and work on myself every day and just trying to understand, you know, hey, why, why do I have a panic attack today? Why do I have anxiety today? Write those things down. Um, there's so many things that you can do, obviously, but for me, I think every single day, I just try and challenge myself to, to better myself. It, the perception thing is a, it's a hard conversation to have because you can't just say one thing and then people are going to switch their perception on things. I think you literally just have to suffocate yourself in good environments and people that are knowledgeable, man. I mean, I've been blessed with my dad being one of the smartest people I know. And then you're, you know, I'm friends with Grant, who's also a very smart person. So when you have conversations with people at that level, it helps you a ton and helps your perception on, you know, the world and other, other people a ton when you have those tough conversations with people. Um, and I've talked to someone about this before, but when I was going, and I still do this to this day, I swear to you, and you can laugh, but when I was going through like that depressive episode, um, I would listen to like motivational speeches every day just for that, to hear something good, you know, just to hear like motivating people speak to me. Um, Cause I wasn't going to hear it from you know, my friends or previous friends, you know? Um, so I just suffocated myself in that type of like good energy environment. Um, and I think listening to all that and putting myself into good environments like that has helped me as well. Um, you know, like they said before, like who's, I don't know, it's like a common phrase, like the crowd, what's the, what's the phrase? Like, you know who you are or by the you 10 people you surround yourself. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, exactly. And that's like, that's huge for sure. Um, if you surround yourself around the wrong people, dude, you are going to be the exact same person as them. So Bro, uh, the suffocate yourself in good environments. That's a freaking quote right there. That that's a really, really good one. I, I like that <laughs> a lot. Cause I, 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 the more I've been viewing, like just looking at athletes and looking at people's past and just watching people's lives and watching my own life. It's like, like you are this, like, and it, there's, there's multiple ways to think about this. So don't take this as like just your computer, you're an AI, but like, right. like you are this computer that is able to download all these programs, you know? And if you start right. downloading bad programs and viruses and sketchy websites, like, of course, that's how your brain is going to function. Like you, you're downloading these programs that are running in your brain. And as soon as that situation pops up, you're going to run the program that you downloaded and that program's a virus, you know, so it's, it's going to take oh, you down absolutely. saying yes, you're saying yes to things you shouldn't say yes to um, going down thought processes that you know are bad deep down like because I, I you see I see it in my own brain too, I would say anger is, is one for me, like anger yeah. is like an instant program that's been downloaded very like pretty deeply Um, and and like so so at the end of the day like you you have you have a saying you can feel that but you can feel that program running your head it's like something happens um and before like before i had any awareness of any of this it was Mm -hmm. that i I would something would happen that program would run instant action instant action off of that program that's running in my brain instant reactions the thing and now now what i notice is one, I'm working on undownloading that program and getting rid of that program and downloading new environments and new programs into my brain. But it's also like that program doesn't stop running completely, you know, like, like right. I still, it's like that. Okay. It starts to run. I'm like, I'm catching it now. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like we don't have to run that program in this situation. We can take a <laughs> yeah. step out and run a different program in that setting right. but that, that like suffocate yourself in good environments, like downloading better programs. And you do that by changing your environment. You do that by changing the people that you're hanging out with. And like the motivational speeches, you know, like that type of thing, like there, there is a lot to make fun of there because like some, like, you know, like in some sense, because it's like, yeah, they can be corny. Uh, You can talk about like the grind and it's like, okay, you're just, 
yeah, like you're just running away from an actual real problem and doing something that's easier, which is a whole different thing. But j- just downloading better environments into your brain right. so you're able to run a different program. I, I, I think that's super, super powerful. You surround yourself with 10 people that are telling you to do one thing. You just start to run those programs automatically. And and you see it. Like I, I talk a lot about like a lot of times in like politics, this is where you really see it. It's like, that's not that person talking anymore. It's just the program talking to your brain. And, and you can almost see, well, if you watch people's eyes or face, it's like they go from being there to completely gone and a program is instantly running yeah. in their brain and they're just saying the words that have been put there. And it's like, holy crap. Like this is where I, I like to watch people. It's kind of, it's probably shouldn't watch people as much as I watch nah, people. Dude, I, do the like, same thing. I get caught a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And they're like, what are you doing? But I'm like, man, like that's not, you anymore like that that you're you're just running this program and these are just words coming out of your mouth and i i just really think and now i gotta catch myself with it too because i'm like okay i'm saying that about this person but like look at yourself like you're instantly reacting with anger and that's not you anymore it's just a program you're yeah. running in your head and becoming self-aware is is huge you know i it, you hear that that word tossed around a lot but it's it's so true um just being self-aware of your own issues and the own problems that you have in your life and whenever I have panic attacks and I still have them from time to time um, as I'm drinking caffeine right now, uh, it can definitely be triggered by like caffeine or anything. Like if you're a bad breather, like if you're a mouth breather, that's bad. Um, That can, that can cause anxiety as well. Um, Hitting the vape stick as well can cause anxiety, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better as far as just being self-aware when I do have those panic attacks and be like, okay, Hey, I have, I'm having this panic attack. Let's sit down. Let's like breathe. Like I know what it is. And obviously when the first time you become, or you have an anxiety attack, you're not going to know what it is. You're going to start freaking out. But I think it's, you better, you better yourself when you start realizing like, or you start to become more self-aware of your own issues and, okay, what am I, what am I doing? Why do I have anxiety? Right? Like, let's sit down, let's breathe through it. It's not the end of the, end of the freaking world. I don't know if I can cuss on here. No, oh, you can but, cuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the end of the fucking world. Um, and so I've, I've gotten a lot better in just being able to handle those panic attacks. Um, and now if I do have one, man, it might last me like a minute, you know, compared to some I've had crippling panic attacks that last me 10 15 minutes so being so with this because that's something i want to kind of talk about now i didn't have this written down on the notes but panic attacks specifically how often were you having them and what what and how often are you having them now like what how how big of a difference is it i like i said i've had that first one you know when i was in when i was 18 in college um and that was like, that was obviously the worst one. You don't know what it is, right? My hands are like literally tingling, like shaking. And you have that, you kind of have that like feeling of like, I need, I need to escape, right? Like I need to like get out of here. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. You start having those crazy thoughts in your head um, and your whole body is like shaking. You can't breathe, your heart's pounding. And that that lasted about 15 minutes. And then I think ever since then, they would come and go. Um, it's hard to like kind of put like a number on it probably like once like a couple times a month um and for me that's a lot i mean i don't know like some people might have panic attacks like every day which dude you might want to reevaluate <laughs> reevaluate yourself but i would say i get a panic attack nowadays like once every like 3 or 4 months um and sometimes it'll be random Sometimes I know exactly what it is. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely reduced a, a crap ton with, you know, the help of, you know, those supplements, the magnesiums and all that. Um, so, yeah. And that, that, so that's what I was going to dive into next because I know, I know a couple of athletes that do struggle with panic attacks and they talk about it and that there's not that like they can look it up there. I haven't really had a resource for the, to like to push them to, to be like, Hey, listen to this or Hey, go to this to, to, to work on it. But what, what are some things that you did that made that big shift? You talked about self-awareness, you, you mentioned supplements, but are there things specifically like the supplements or um, meditation or just watching your caffeine or just paying attention? Like what are some, uh, some of the things that you're like, okay, this for sure made a big difference in like where I was to where I am now with it. 
Right. I think diet and caffeine is the first thing you should probably address. Um, just your daily, like living, like your lifestyle, like, are you getting out in the sun in the morning? Right. Um, I think I made a post about that a while back ago and I got that information actually from the Huberman, the Huberman himself, um, you know, spiking those cortisol levels early in the morning. That way you're not seeing a spike maybe later on in the day or it affecting your um and getting the sun in the morning can also just help with clarity magnesium is going to help obviously relax you um it's going to help with that anxiety living a good lifestyle like there's not much i can do other than to say hey dude like takes take this take that but if you're if you're eating terribly um, that's the number one thing you need to fix in your life. Um, and I, my diet has completely changed, um, this morning, not that it actually matters at all on this podcast, but I ate some eggs like bananas, blueberries, avocado, you know, um, stuff like that to fuel your, fuel your brain and just make you more calm and more energized. Cause I think a big part of it as well, um, is being energized too. If you have anxiety, you probably don't feel like you have a lot of energy throughout the day. Um, so again, magnesium is a, has been the biggest help out of all supplements. I was on antidepressants. Um, I don't know the term. It's like an off, it was a, it's like Lexapro. Um, but I was on Lexapro basically for a couple months and I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get off of this. Um, I had a boss and this is, I swear, this is real. This is why I stopped. It wasn't even because of like my research that I did. I stopped because I, one day I opened up my boss's drawer and there were like 60 like pill, like, you know, medications. And my boss like shakes all the time. Like, no, I'm like, dude, no, I I cannot be taking this. I don't want to like go down this route where I have one issue and I have to take medication for that issue. And then I have another issue and I got to take a medication for that issue. Like, that's not the answer. Like, clearly it's not the answer. Um, so I literally would, I went to HEB one day and I saw like that, the calm, I don't know if you've seen it, magnesium calm. And I was like, Oh, I'll take this. It's magnesium citrate, which is a crappy, like it's going to make you crap your pants. But dude, I swear to you the first week I took it, I was like, Holy crap. I feel like I can breathe. Like I'm not like quick to anger. Like, like, like you said, you deal with anger. Like, dude, I am bad with my anger issues, but I wasn't quick to anger. I wasn't like, you know, sweating. Cause I, when I had bad anxiety, I would sweat a lot too, like constantly sweating. Um, so I just felt like a major difference. I was just 10 times more calm, dude. Um, and then that's when I like sought out Grant Grant's like, Try, you know, glycinate that way. You're not, you're getting the same effects, right? But you're not shitting your pants. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's how I honestly leaned off of my antidepressants. I didn't like cold Turkey, please God, do not do that. And, you know, if you are listening to this and you are on antidepressants, go see your doctor. Um, I don't want to be liable for that, but (laughs) I mean, I didn't, but you know, I would never recommend that to, to anyone else, but, um, I, yeah, I started leaning off of the antidepressants with magnesium and like slowly, but surely I was like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Like I feel just as good as I did on my antidepressants, which I did feel great on my antidepressants. Like it was definitely working, you know, like I could have just kept taking that. Um, but I don't know. I, I have a problem with taking medications like that, dude. I'd, I'd rather figure out another form um, natural form, maybe better diet, living a better lifestyle, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to dive into a little bit of the specifics then with the, with the supplements as, as we're going in, um, you, you said switch to magnesium, uh, glycinate. When were you taking it morning, night, both, both, both? um, morning, especially okay. glycinate, glycinate can kind of make you tired a little bit, but with, with my anxiety, I was not worried about that. And what was your dosage um, for, uh, so right now I try and take 400 at night, but I definitely take 400 in the morning. Okay. So 400 morning, 400 night. 
Yeah, I try and take it at night. Sometimes, man, I just like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm big. I'm big. I'm big to taking at night. Uh, I talk to a lot of people. It's like it's gonna be like it's stupid deep sleep. Like stupid deep yeah. sleep for me specifically. Like yeah. I'm. It's like man, <laughs> I. I used to, before I would, I would, I would never dream. I started taking magnesium and L-theanine and my dreams are wicked, like wicked now. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm also taking something else as well that, that has spiked my dreams up and it's cool. Like I, like I like that. Like that's, you're in a massive, like deep sleep. And you wake up and you're like, dude, I just dreamt like for the first time in like a year, dude, like what was that? So now it's, it's cool. I, I need to be better at taking it at night, but I have to take it in the morning. Okay. Um, most definitely. If I go with, if I go a day without it, I probably won't realize, but I mean, I come kind of scared to, to not take it for, for two or three days, obviously. So for sure. Um, Okay, what what was the before I go into the next one? Um, what was the thing you're taking right now for sleep? You said you're taking or not for sleep for dreams. What was the thing you're taking for uh, dreams? <laughs> it's it's uh it's the MK six seven seven. You ever heard of that? Oh, uh, I don't so, think so. It's not, it's not for your sleep. It's it's really just for like keeping on muscle mass. Okay. I lost some weight uh, a couple months ago, and I was like, man, dude, is it, is it a SARM? It's. See, now we're going to get into the SARM thing. <laughs> it's so it's in the category of SARMs, but technically speaking, it is not a SARM. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Six, seven, seven, but sweet dreams. Oh, dude, your dreams are incredible. <laughs> okay. Incredible. I, I love it. Uh, yes. Okay. One of the other things you, you talked about is, is caffeine. And we talked about this before the podcast started. Um, and you made a post about, hey, dude, like maybe if you're struggling with anxiety, you shouldn't be taking a pre-workout with like 400 milligrams of caffeine. Um, it's something like I noticed a lot of athletes are like, I was talking to an athlete the other day. He's like, man, I, I'm so anxious, but I just love caffeine. I was like, bro, like you got to make that decision. Like you're taking 600 yeah, milligrams of caffeine before you go. Um, oh, can you talk, kind of talk about yeah. some of the, the dosages of caffeine? If somebody likes doing it, like, is there dosages that are all right with them that maybe, or maybe they should just avoid it altogether? Is there different? Um, like I know some people respond differently to coffee than they do coffee, caffeine, and obviously it's less than they do um, pill form of caffeine or even pre-workouts of caffeine or pre-workouts yeah. are like spike in anxiety, whereas coffee is like pretty clear for them. Are there different variations there? What's your thought process on caffeine, how to use it to possibly get the benefits of caffeine without triggering some of these anxiety states and maybe who should invo avoid uh, a lot of it and kind of what forms. Yeah. Everyone has a different tolerance, right. Of caffeine. I mean, there's some people that'll take coffee and they're like instantly energized for the rest of the day. I'm like, dude, I wish I was you. So, you know, everyone obviously is going to have a different tolerance. You got to kind of find your balance. Um, for me, I love caffeine, dude. I, I'm literally drinking an Alani new. Don't make fun of me. It's kind of a girly drink, but oh no, no, that's that's been my new move. Honestly, so I saw good. that in your hand. I thought that's what that was. I was like, okay, they're making a move yeah, they're now. So, they're making a move. They're so good. But I have figured out kind of my balance in caffeine intake, and it's going to be different for everyone, man. It's not like a one size fits all sort of thing. Um, for athletes, especially, a lot of athletes don't know like they someone tells them to take pre-workout they take it. It helps their, their, you know, workouts obviously, but dude, why is my heart pounding out of my chest? Like, why do I have anxiety? Well, dude, you're probably taking like 800 milligrams of caffeine throughout the day. And that's just going to spike your heart rate up, which is going to cause anxiety. Um, so I think it's just being able to find a good balance, man. I, if you, you don't have to go cold Turkey, there's, I saw someone post the other day, this dude that was like addicted to caffeine and I had to like message him, dude. I'm like, dude, you don't have to go, you don't have to go cold Turkey just to like, you know, we like, I know like you obviously get these bad effects from caffeine, but going cold Turkey probably isn't your like best answer. Caffeine's not terrible for you. It's not like some poison. It's just find your balance as to what you like. Like if you start having panic attacks and you're taking a 400 milligram like pre-workout dude stop taking 400 milligram before you work out or if you're drinking like three energy drinks maybe drink one and a half or one throughout the day um so again you just got to find your balance it's caffeine is definitely like i started 
I started noticing that it was affecting my panic, like anxiety, because I've had crippling panic attacks at the gym. And I, I would have to like literally go one time. I literally, literally just like rolled up on the gym floor, dude, and stood there for like 15 to 20 minutes. Um, another time I had to like walk out of the gym and just like sit in my car and like literally like go through those breathing motions, like, like slowly, like inhale through the nose. Um, and sometimes like eating food also can help. Um, you know, if your blood sugar, um, is low or high, but yeah, caffeine intake, I think it's just gonna, it's gonna differentiate for, for different people. Um, honestly, dude, I don't think anyone can benefit from taking 400 milligrams, even 300 milligrams of caffeine before we work out, dude. I, I just, if you can get away with it, go ahead, dude. But I don't know. <laughs> At some point, you're probably going to pay the cost for that, too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think one of the things you keep coming back to is like it, it, it's all individualized and you need to pay attention. Like you got to pay attention. Like You got to pay attention Absolutely. to how you how you're reacting to these things. That, that was big for me is especially in college. I just didn't know it. Like it was the same thing. Somebody handed me pre, I didn't have pre-workout until college. Somebody handed me one. And I was like, oh, this makes me feel amazing. And then right. every single time after it was most of it was like the crash ever. I'd fucking be depressed after man, or just super yeah. pissed off at the world and reactionary yeah. after every single time. But I never put those two things together. And I'm like, start paying attention. I'm like, bro, every single time I take this, this is what happens. And like, yeah, and just no, start like writing that. it down and like paying attention. Like, okay, like 100%. we should start to track some of these things. And that, that's what I try to make our, my athletes pay attention to too, is like, just pay attention to how you're responding. Cause a lot of it is individual yeah. individualized. I know not that I'm, not that it's good for them, but I know athletes that can take 300 milligrams and they, they don't feel like they're just, bu yeah. they're buzzing at the gym, but they're, and I know athletes that take 80 milligrams to hundred and they're, they're twitching. They're having like, they're, they're yeah. almost having a panic attack at the gym from 80 milligrams, but you got to be able to pay attention to your own body. And for some people it's like, if you track it, like actually track it, like uh, you talk yeah. about your panic attacks or depressive stakes, like write down when you're having them. And then like, write down what was kind of like leading up to that moment. And I, I, I bet for most of you, like, there's going to be a little bit of at least some sort of signal that is causing that there's some sort right. of some sort of thing that is probably you are repeating often that is like okay like this not that it's going to cause every not that it's going to cure everything but maybe maybe it's going to fix it at least a little bit and maybe we can at least start to get some answers and some data points for yourself to whereas it's not just completely random because that, that's a tough part too is like when you're in it and you don't have the knowledge piece and you're really not totally set on what it is it just seems all random it's like i'm i'm randomly reactive right now i'm randomly yeah. angry right now i'm randomly panicking right now i randomly have an anxiety attack right now it's like okay get some data points on yourself pay attention to yourself and then it, it, a lot of it becomes a lot less random it's like no yeah, you're just an ape that's yeah exactly you're an ape that's snorting pre-workout three times a day and then you're <laughs> crashing from it like that's what's happening to you yeah most of the point well, yeah again you can probably pinpoint like majority of your issues if you really start paying attention to your daily lifestyle you know i yeah like you said like i have anxiety after i work out well what did i do before i worked out well i uh took a massive you know pre-workout loaded with 400 milligrams and i just sweat literally like every vitamin and mineral out of me so yeah like you're gonna crash bro you yeah, know, and you, you uh, had a pop tart for breakfast, and that's your meal. Yeah, for the day. exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you had some popcorn, and you had Chick Fil A for lunch. <laughs> yeah, so. it's weird, but it's all random though. It's it's crazy. Um, okay, uh, methylene blue. That was one thing that you mentioned. You, you you have a whole story post on it on your your page, and you you posted about it a couple times. Um, can you talk to me about that? Do you give us some information on that? Uh, why you think athletes should be using it, or shouldn't be using it, and what they should be using it for? Yeah, methylene blue, it has a lot of benefits. And some some of them I have yet to like read and kind of research about. I would say the most common benefit that it will have is just energy production. So an increase in ATP. Um, it's a very strong antioxidant um, and just helps with mitochondrial health. Um, so it's going to help with like your focus, right? Can help with your sleep. Um, I take it for those reasons. I, I think, um, when I had, I had COVID like a year or two years ago and Grant was like, dude, take this stuff, man. Like, it'll help you just like feel better, like feel clear, feel more energized. Cause when I had COVID, I was so freaking tired. Um, 
And I took it. And I was like, Grant, what is this stuff, dude? Like, I feel like it's like a low dose of Adderall, but it's like healthy for you, you know? And so that's when I started getting really invested into it and kind of looking into it uh, for myself. Obviously, when you hear about methylene blue, you're like, dude, what is that? Yes, it is a blue dye. And then you're like, dude, that's got to be terrible for you. Well, yeah, it's terrible for you at like large amounts of it. Like, but you were taking micro doses of methylene blue. Um, and at that point, it, it can be extremely beneficial. Um, and I've said on my, you know, like on my stories before, it, if you are taking antidepressants, do not take it. Um, it can create, I think what I've read is a serotonin syndrome, like an overproduction of serotonin. Um, so don't take it if you're on that. Um, it's going to make your, your tongue probably blue. <laughs> Um, there's different forms of it. If you want to feel that energy, like flow, like I'm in a flow state of mind, like aspect, I take the prescriptions one. Um, I put it in my gums and for about two hours, I'm like, I'll, I'll literally be doing homework and an hour later, I'll be like, dude, what? Like, I just sat down and wrote like an essay, like, you know, like that kind of flow state of mind. You always hear you always hear that, right? Like, oh, like you take this and you're in your flow state and you're like, dude, no, I'm not. Like I, because I've taken so many nootropics, bro. And so much of them are underdosed or they just don't work. And they all claim to be this limitless, like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Limitless, but they claim, you know, to be like that limitless pill. And I'm like, dude, none of this works. Like you're putting in a hundred milligrams of L-theanine and you're calling it nootropic, you know? So... Um, but yes, the, the methylene blue, I think is incredible, man. I think it can help with just overall ATP energy, um, just feeling mentally clear. And what's our, um, going into specifics because I, I got the, the expert on right now, when are you taking it? How much have you taken it? You cycling on and off of it. You're taking it pretty consistently. Like, well, what's kind of your prescription there? It's a good question. Um, I would say I take it probably whenever I feel like I need to focus. <laughs> it seems like right now, it seems like it's every day, but it's usually when I need to study, like when I need to sit down for like multiple hours on end, that's when it seems to, to benefit me the most. It can be used every day though. Um, obviously I wouldn't take like high doses of it. Whenever you buy it, it'll, it'll say like not to, take like four at a time or whatever but so you can you can take it every day if you'd like to um in the morning um it definitely will help you kind of boost your energy in the morning if you're kind of one of those tired like morning haters like me i swear dude if you talk to me in the morning i will not talk to you i'll just yell at you um and so it can kind of help with just that boost of that morning energy um but it's up to you as far as like when you need it um you can take it every day. If you don't want to, it starts getting expensive. Um, you can take it kind of whenever you feel like you need a little pick me up, you know? So. Is there any other supplements before we get off the supplement train that you think, um, people specifically athletes should be using, um, or, or coaches that can prescribe to their athletes that you think maybe help with anxiety, maybe help with some of the cognitive boosts that you're talking about that, um, we haven't discussed. Yeah. Let me hold on. You asked, the dosage on the methylene blue that I didn't answer. Um, probably like five to 10 milligrams. Okay. Uh, methylene blue, yep. methylene blue. Yeah. And then, sorry, ask me that question again. Cause I, I knew you would, you'd ask that. And I was like, dude, I just got off on a tangent and I did not answer. That <laughs> no, no, no. That's perfect. That's good that we went back that. Cause I, I forgot about it too. Any other supplements that, um, before we get off the supplement train and we go into, um, some of the other topics that you think, um, the athletes should be taking to help with some of these, uh, maybe the cognitive boost, maybe some of the recovery aspects that, that you take or that you've experimented with, like, okay, like, because you talked about like one of the things you talk about, it's like, okay, everybody calls this the limitless pill. Everybody calls this like this, this, and I know it depends per person, but it's like yeah, a lot of it's just bullshit. Right. Like you try something out. It's like, okay, that wasn't it. Are there any that you you've been taking like the methylene blue that you're like, okay, like this stuff's legit or this stuff's at least worth checking out. As far as consistently working like on a daily basis, the only things that I really take, um, 
and that I would recommend is obviously that magnesium. Um, meth blue on the occasion, you don't need to take it every day. I do, I do promote, you know, obviously like B complex uh, vitamins just for energy, overall energy production and metabolism. Um, but I don't really take anything else. I think, a, I think what's really underrated though, dude, is getting out in the sun, like being out in the sun. If you are not in the sun and you work on like in a little box office, you're going to be dr- tired and drowsy the entire day and just mentally just like brain fog. Um, but I mean, people, I always encourage people to try out those natural, like elf, like a, I've tried a mega dose of L-theanine before, you know, one day I felt good. And then like, <laughs> I didn't feel good. Like the other days that I've tried it. So it's, it's kind of, eh, tyrosine can be good. Um, just cause tyrosine can help with the release or production of dopamine. Um, so if you take like a mega dose of tyrosine, that can kind of help with like your motivation to do something. Um, cause I know most of us are not motivated to either go work out or, you know, write an essay. If you're in school, if you're a student athlete. Um, so I'm trying to think of any like other nootropics that I like, I am a big fan of like the genius brand. Um, Grant actually showed me that it's called genius consciousness, which it has a, a good, load of alpha gpc at like 600 milligrams it has lion's mane which helps with memory and focus as well um hypernize hypernize a i think is how you pronounce it i always see it but i don't know how to pronounce it um in an incredible other amount of i think it has l-theanine and tyrosine as well but um, the dosages are most important thing when you are looking at supplements do not take anything that, you know, says proprietary blend. Jesus. I mean, you're there. That literally is just them saying, in other words, I'm underdosing this shit out of my supplement and I'm scamming you out of your money. So look for something that has high dosages. Usually if they put like hundred milligrams of L-theanine, bro, it's probably not going to do anything. I would say minimum 200 tyrosine. I always look for 500 to a thousand. Um, I do like, like alpha GPC. I haven't done enough research in uh, which I'll admit, I haven't done enough research on alpha GPC. Um, the first part of that freaking acronym or not acronym, but alpha GPC is so hard for me to pronounce. I'm not even going to try it. The C is choline. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, but big fan of that as well. Um, always, always try and look for about 600 milligrams of alpha G, alpha GPC. But yeah, again, don't be, don't be scammed out of those, those crappy marketers that they're good at marketing, honestly, but like the one I hate the most is um, what's it called? It's like that pre-workout, like the black, like woke AF or something. Yeah. Gosh, I hate that crap. And that's the one I threw away in my video, dude. Cause it spikes you with like three or 400 milligrams of caffeine and then the rest is like a bunch of bull crap. So just you be, weary, be weary and be educated about what you're putting into your body, dude. Um, and don't let like salespeople like convince you. And this is going to, this is going to make you totally different, bro. It's going to help you focus. Like you're on Adderall. Like, no. So. Well, that, that was one of the things you're talking about. Like now they're getting away from the proprietary blend um, because like, people yeah, they are, are. They, yeah, they, you don't see a lot of it anymore. But now, but now it's worse because now they're just putting like they're just straight up just saying they're not giving you like they'll just put yeah. 100 milligrams of it, <laughs> yeah. like um, yeah. L-theanine. They're, and they're, more, seen, they're I've, more truthful, but they're still not changing anything. Yeah, it's 100. It's 400 milligrams caffeine, 100 milligrams. I saw this one the other day. It was 400 milligrams caffeine, 100 milligrams of L-theanine. I think it was 50 milligrams of alpha GPC. Like, bro, what are we doing here? It's like a gram of beta alanine. So you're itching your face off. I was like, bro, what? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, just because you're not putting proprietary blend, now you're just putting shit in there and just saying you have it. And like on the front, it was like alpha GPC, lion's mane, L-theanine, all in. Yeah, I was like, yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. the thing, I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, 
it's kind of cool that some of these supplement companies are like looking at some of these aspects, like stuff that works. But then you look at it, it's like, bro, what are we doing? Like, it's, it, there's yeah. nothing in here. Like, you're just, you're just ad- advertising crap now. So that, yeah. that, that was, was eye opening. Uh, one thing I w- want to talk about you talk about you took a mega dose of L theanine and you really felt it one day and then one day you didn't. Um, and I noticed that massively with L theanine and alpha GPC are two yeah. that I'll, I'll take consistently for a pre-workout of like a skill setting so like if i'm playing pickleball or slow pitch softball something where it's like a lot of focus for like fine-tuned details on there mm-hmm. and there are some days man there are some days where it's just like it's and it's those two specifically it's like the ball looks like the biggest thing in the world like this small little pickleball looks like a volleyball like i'm not able to miss the folk it, it yeah. literally like you're talking about the adderall like it feels like like i'm limit like i'm my focus my eyes are yeah. tracking everything's beautiful and there are some days where i take it and there's nothing like there's no negative effect but it's just nothing like there's no yeah, there's no hit do you know any reason why obviously there's so many pieces that go into that but it, it's like those are the two that are like caffeine you take caffeine like you notice it like there's no like not noticing it noticing it. like i take caffeine it's consistent like I'm, I'm getting the caffeine high from there well see that's for you though see i know so many people that take caffeine and they don't even do one of my brothers says he can take caffeine at night and go to sleep really so, like even caffeine is something that like honestly i'm drinking this online new right now and it's not because it's an energy drink. It's because I like the flavor. The caramel apple. That's a good one. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah I like yeah. it. Um, so I love energy drinks for the flavor of them. I don't really feel the caffeine. I feel the caffeine when I take my pre-workout. Cause it's like, has a bunch of other great ingredients in it. That's paired with it. Um, as far as the, like the L-theanine and the tyrosine, it could just be based off of, um, I mean, dude, I, it's, it's hard. There's like, like you said, there's so many reasons why, um, you know, one day it might work for you one day. It might not could be based off of sleep or what you ate or I mean, really anything, dude. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't want to say something and then it, cause it's just going to be a wild guess, you know? Yep. Um, so I really have no idea. I L-theanine has only worked for me once. And I, then I kind of stopped taking it. Cause I was like, like I stopped taking like the mega dose. Cause I was like, all right, I'm wasting my money. Yep. I felt good. Like one day I felt like, a, I felt like this is going to sound weird, but I felt like love for weird, dude. I felt like I was like in love with like everything <laughs> and like clear, like clear minded and everything. And then the tyrosine I've, no- I, saw- I noticed tyrosine a little bit more um, consistently um, it's kind of just like a little bit of like a high, like motivational, like happiness, like, okay, like I'm ready to go. Like I'm hyped to do this thing that I really don't want to do. So, but again, I, I, I'm not going to like start telling you stuff. Cause it, it would just be a wild guess as to why it works one day and it doesn't. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I've just been noticing, I've been writing about that a lot of like, just trying yeah. to pay attention to what's working, what's not. And those were the two biggest that just seems like it's very, it's cause it's not oh, like wow. it's, it buzzes sometimes and does it's like, it either just massively hits or it just <laughs> does not do anything to yeah. me. I'm like, man, there's something I've been trying to figure that out and work on that. And obviously that's pretty individualized too, but okay. So we can get off the supplement trying to ask you a lot of like pretty specific questions there, but that that's good. This is going to be a great resource for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I want to get on to the Fisher Wallace device. And we talked about that before. Um, so that was the first thing that kind of drew me to you. And I, I've been using it for the past three to four months. And I talked about how, and I talked about on the stories, how it was super, super effective for me. And you mentioned that it honestly, like it helped a little bit with your sleep, but wasn't as effective for you. But can you kind of right. talk about what the Fisher Wallace device is? Um, some of the research behind it, some of the things that it could be used for, some of the things that it really isn't used for, um, and kind of the nitty gritty on the Fish Wallace device for for athletes and how they could use it or maybe they shouldn't use it. Yeah, it's like a it, the Fisher Wallace is like a brain stimulator, right? It literally looks so weird, dude. You put it on your like forehead, you got these like wet pads that are connected to the stimulator, and literally what it's supposed to do is stimulate the brain um, to release like basically neurochemicals that help that help with sleep, um, help with, you know, a reduction in anxiety and depression. Um, a lot of studies that they've done have been focused on depression. Um, and they're, they're good. Like a lot of people have seen major relief in depression. And I think what we were mentioning before, um, 
you know, some people go that like that psilocybin microdose route. Um, and sometimes if that doesn't work for them, they'll try the Fisher wall stimulator and they'll be like, dude, I feel, you know, 10 times better than all the other crap that I've been taking or I've been taking antidepressants and I feel Fisher walls so much more. Um, and like we've, we talked about before, you know, something that's working for you might not work for someone else. Um, I think Fish Walls is a great device. If you do struggle with um, sleep or anxiety or depression, I noticed it. I didn't really notice it for the anxiety part because I don't struggle a lot nowadays with like random anxiety. If I have anxiety, I usually am able to pinpoint what it is and why I have it. Um, so, but it, it can help with, it helped a lot with my sleep. It did. Um, I would take it at night sometimes. And I swear to you, dude, I would pass out in like two seconds, like without a doubt. And I had great sleep. So if you're someone that struggles with sleep, like that might work for you. If you struggle with depression or anxiety, at least try it out. You know, um, I don't know how much Fisher Walls is, do you know, it's like 200 bucks. It, it was like 300, but now they just dropped a new version of it. And I think so it's now it's like, it's a, it's a wireless version. So they're just dropping that. And I think it's the only thing they're offering now. So now I think it's like 500. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the last time I checked their website. They just sent the email. It's like, okay, so now it's like this wireless one. So now it's just the thing. So you don't have to wet anything. It just kind of stimulus. Okay, well, I haven't looked same. at it a bunch. It looks much better. It looks way less weird than the one I got. Yeah, but way, yeah. yeah the, the price yeah, of it's a little bit up. You're going to look like a weirdo. So you probably, if you're going to wear it, you probably don't want to get out of your house and like start walking around with a Fisher Walls device on your head. People are going to think you're literally a freak. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if you can afford it, if you can, I would say go for it. Um, there's always like that, that line of like trying out supplements and not being able to afford supplements. Don't put yourself in debt, dude. If you're, you know, if you can't afford this stuff, um, I'm, I've been blessed with, with being friends with Grant. I mean, this dude literally has everything in his house. Um, and he just, but if he sees something, he just buys it and then he lets me try it out. So, you know, I, I have yet to buy official walls. I don't think I would just for the aspect of it's not really benefiting me, my anxiety wise. Um, my sleep has always been fine. I've never struggled with like poor sleep other than maybe like it's too hot or something. But so that's why I just don't, I, I wouldn't purchase one myself. But again, if you are struggling with anxiety and you have not found a good solution and maybe you're a person that, Hey, I don't want to take any depressants or, or whatever, this might work for you. I mean, like you said before, you mentioned that it's helped you a lot and been a huge game changer. And so it could help a ton of other athletes and just people um, that do struggle with depression or anxiety or, or sleep. So. And how do we, so we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but how do we balance trying all of these things out and like doing this without becoming the supplement guy, without becoming the Fisher Wallace new device guy, without like <laughs> just trying, cause it, it's for sure a thing. It's a real thing. It's like, I got these real either trauma-based or just mental issues that like I'm, I'm not willing to solve. So I'm going to go supplement route because I can take in a pill so much easier. Um, like how, how do you go about balancing, like not just being the supplement guy, but also like being willing to try things that like, okay, like, like you said, like if you are struggling and you haven't found your answer, like it, it, it's at least worth trying. Like how do you, how do you find that balance maybe for yourself or how do you recommend finding that balance? Like, the, sorry, you're breaking up a little, the balance between like kind of, the supplement route and maybe it not being so a supplement issue. Is that what you're trying to? Yeah. Not being a supplement issue. Maybe it's yeah. a, maybe it's a um, therapist issue. Maybe it's a um, okay. SSSI issue. Like maybe we want to go a different route. Like how, how are, how do you think about balancing those two things and maybe directing people in that balance? Well, I think it's important not, not to go like be overly obsessive into one thing, you know? Um, like I said before, we had that, I had that conversation with that one kid who I think was just like taking things too literal and too deep. And he was like, dude, I'm taking every supplement in the world, man. Like, and it's not helping my situation. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's not a supplement issue. Maybe it's, you're having other, 
experiences in your life that you bad, you know, bad, maybe you live in a bad home. Um, you've made your job is stressful or you're an athlete in your sport and being in the sport is stressful, right? It's demanding. Um, maybe magnesium is not going to fix those type of issues. I think supplements can help with just general issues, but if you're struggling to, and if you got, and this is something that you have to find yourself, I'm not going to be able to pinpoint these things for you. Um, you know, if you have this like obsessive kind of personality, then maybe that's not for you, like buying all these supplements because then you're just going to go way overboard, you know? Um, but I've always been a big, big advocator and just finding balance in general, right? You never want to be obsessed with one thing. Um, you know, we got, we got liver King nowadays, (laughs) you know, so we got people that are just like obsessed with like one thing, dude. So, and like, these are the people that don't believe in vegetables. And I'm like, dude, why can't we just have a balance of, of diet, just like a balance of supplements that are helping your anxiety and maybe a balance in just your life. Like, Hey, understand that supplements aren't going to help you with every single thing. It's literally called a supplement to supplement your life, not fix your life, dude. You know? So I think a lot of people just have to come in terms with that. Like not all your issues are going to be fixed by your Fisher Wallace device, dude. If you just made a huge financial decision and you take some magnesium, you think that's going to fix your problem? No, man. I mean, some of this is common sense, obviously, but like maybe it's not common sense for, for other people. Um, so yeah, I, you just gotta find that balance on all these supplements to fix all your issues. So yeah, and you said, my, little, my little spiel. No, I like that. And one of the things you mentioned, you're like, it's common sense, but it's common sense for somebody that's paying attention to their mental health yeah, because right. it's, yeah, yeah. That's and that, that was big for her. Like, and talking about it too, it's like when you pay attention, yes. And it should be common sense. And that's our goal for everybody. Right, but right. it's like, I think it goes back to the same thing with pre-workout, man. It's, it's like they're taking it and they just, it should be common sense that that's what 400 milligrams of caffeine will do to you. But I mean, I know yeah. athletes that they have no idea. They have no idea caffeine has that yeah. effect on you. That's why I'm yeah. super, I'm excited to get this podcast out there just so that it's like, we at least have some resource. I'm not saying every athlete in the world is going to listen to it, but at least now you have some like, all right, athlete, you listen to that. Maybe just pay attention just a little bit more. I think that comes back yeah. to kind of the general theme of the podcast is pay attention just a little bit more to how you're reacting to these things. And a lot of it will become common sense after a bit. Um, and you're, you're going to be able to solve some of these issues for yourself rather than having somebody else solve the issue for you. Right. And I say these should be common sense because I always feel like people should be, should be paying attention to what their, their lifestyle, what they're putting into their body, the decisions they're making. Right. Obviously like you make a huge fight. You, you just bought a house and you have anxiety. Obviously that's going to give you anxiety, bro. Like don't try and go fix it with some magnesium. <laughs> that's not, you know, that's not going to help. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's common sense for people that are very self-aware and they, they know their, <clears throat> their issues and they know how to deal with them. Again, like you said, it's not common sense for everybody. And so I think a, this podcast could help a lot of people just start taking notes of, what they're doing in their daily life you know like we've talked about the pre-workout thing dude why do i have things why am i crashing after workouts well what did you just put in your body bro um so just informing people to do a little more research pay attention more um in their life be a little more self-aware of what they're doing the environments they're putting themselves in so boom well, that, that, that was freaking awesome. I got a couple last questions I want to ask for the rapid fire round. Um, first yeah. one, um, some of your favorite books in this setting that you think uh, either coaches could read to get a little bit more educated. Maybe, it doesn't have to be a book too. It could just be a resource. Coaches could read to get a little bit more educated on some of these subjects. Maybe it's nutrition. Maybe it's um, maybe it's just mental health in general. Um, some of these pathways, um, some of they can read to uh, dive into these rabbit holes and get just get a little bit more knowledge on them. Yeah, one of the books I'm reading right now, which is great, um, just for overall behavior and how people behave, which is one thing that I love. Um, so if you're interested in that, it's literally called Behave, I think. And it's by John, dude, I don't even know the guy's last name. Let me give me like two seconds. No problem. 
I'll literally look, I'm going to look this up because I posted about it the other day. Uh, I'm also getting lit up on my Instagram right now because I posted some controversial stuff, man. <laughs> so now I got to deal with that. You'll deal with some trolls here. No, she's not a troll. She's a neuroscientist with was a PhD. So, you know, where is it, man? Oh, yeah. Behave by Robert uh, Spilowski. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. But a lot of those, a lot of those behave books and just behaviorism. Um, I love reading that stuff. You know, why do people, why do psychopaths, why are they, you know, who they are? You know, why do they have no feelings at all? Why is there, their amygdala is probably impacted. So as far as the athlete route, dude, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in the athlete world. If you want to learn about that neuroscience stuff, I can always, you know, send you a message and, and try and find some books. I can't really, other than the one I'm reading right now, nothing really comes to, to mind. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that I just finished reading. Neuroplastic, neuroplasticity books I like reading too. Um, but again, this is just stuff that if you're interested in it, you know, read it. But as far as athletes go, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a, I don't, I mean, if you're interested, do it, bro. But for athlete wise, I'm, I'm not in that, that realm. So for maybe sure. one day I will be, you know, but. Got it. And then, okay. The last, the last kind of question of the podcast then um, guess that you think, um, we could dive into, uh, maybe it is the neuroplasticity, maybe just the supplement world or just mental health world that you think, um, are kind of in this realm. I, I really like asking people like you, cause you kind of, you're kind of the start of this, um, you know, the, this mental, uh, the mental health, um, psychological world that I want to go into. And then it just branch into that Brown. There are people like kind of a little bit of weirdos out there that you think, um, would be really good to dive into some of these rabbit holes with. Yeah. That people should look up. Um, uh, Dr. Underscore Rimka. She is a genius. Okay. Uh, okay. Her following is not huge. So she might actually like, she might respond to you and not be like a tool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. This other dude is a big guy that I like to follow. Uh, ben Rain. He's a PhD in neuroscientist. Um, he's done podcasts before. So definitely at least try and, you know, reach out. These are two very smart people in the realm of, you know, that neuroscience, just uh, general health. So those are those guys would probably talk to you for for a while. Uh, dope, dope. I'm going to dive into that rabbit hole. Then I'll, I'll look those <laughs> two up and hopefully hopefully we get some. We dive into these rabbit holes. But uh, Eric, thanks for being on. This is awesome. Thank you for I know we went a little bit heavy on the supplement route and we kind of drained your brain a little bit on the specifics, of all of it. But I think that's this super powerful for the for the for the guests to listen to. And hopefully we can have you on again later to talk about some of the other things we talked about in the uh, in the uh, in the note about some of the intention and belief piece. But just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge on all this. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for just giving me this opportunity. I know sometimes I kind of go off on tangents. So, you know, hopefully that wasn't I didn't do too many of those, but no, tangents are always good for the podcast. So <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for listening. Keep chopping wood. Thank you for listening. Join us next week as we dive down another rabbit hole. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Austin Yoakum to stay updated on future podcast guests. Keep chopping wood.